Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Appliance, any of us, if you even want to call it that, are going to be caring about this weekend and making sure it works is our TVs because it's Super <laughs> Wild Card Weekend here. It is finally here. Not one, not two, but three days of playoff football action coming your way. We've got that Monday night game on our airwaves on ESPN between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You are listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott sitting in for the guys on this football Friday, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. So no coin flip was needed for the Sunday game between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Cincinnati beat the Baltimore Ravens in the Week 18 game to cap off the 2022 regular season. And now Baltimore, as a six seed, travels back to Paycor Stadium to take on the Bengals on Sunday night. Let's welcome in Jamison Hensley, ESPN Ravens reporter on the Dr. Pepper call-in line to get a little bit more on this matchup. So we know the news today coming out of Baltimore, Jamison, is that Lamar Jackson will not play. He has been officially ruled ruled out for wild card weekend. So who's playing quarterback on Sunday? Yeah, Courtney, this has been, it really hasn't felt like a playoff week because Lamar Jackson's not out there. Uh, on Wednesday, the top backup, Tyler Huntley, wasn't throwing, and you had the undrafted rookie taking most of the first team reps. I mean, you're like, they're playing a, a, a playoff game in a few days. It just, it, <laughs> it seemed just not natural watching it, watching practice, but uh, Huntley uh, had a full practice today. I asked Ravens coach Sean Harbaugh after practice. So who is, who's going to be your starting quarterback on Sunday night? And he's like, we'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know at, at, when the time's right. So he's been a little coy. Um, and honestly, I could see a situation where they're going to be playing both quarterbacks at some point in this game. And it's just a situation where, Tyler Huntley is dealing with uh, the tendonitis in his throwing shoulder. Uh, he said he's been around the 90, 99 percentile range as far as uh, being healthy, uh, but he just hasn't been able to stretch the field. And then you have the undrafted rookie, Anthony Brown, who isn't as mobile as Tyler Huntley, uh, but he has a stronger arm at this point. So, uh, again, I think this is, could be a situation where they, they maybe alternate quarterbacks throughout the game. Uh, but at this point, we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Ravens Sunday night. Uh, Jameson, I look at this quote, I look at these comments from Sammy Watkins in the Washington Post, and I, I think maybe if they were made by someone else, uh, someone with, <laughs> with, with maybe, I, I'm, I'm just being real, someone with a better track record of actually being on the football field um, yeah. and giving his own all when he is on the football field. But uh, I'll summarize it. In this league, everybody is pretty much banged up and hurt. I don't want to speak for him in his situation. Whatever he's going through with the contracts, I don't know what world he's in. But for me, you got a chance to do something special. Uh, and he goes on to say how good the team is uh, when Lamar's on the field. And he says, I hope he hobbles back out there. Put him out for the pass plays and don't run him at all, but you never know. That could be wrong. He does say, I'm being very selfish right now. I just want him to be out on the field, this and that. I'm, 
it is noteworthy to me that someone would quote unquote, you know, break ranks here within that locker room. Yes. When you see this coming out of the locker room, what's your reaction? Yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising because, I mean, when we talk to players, and I've spoken to pretty much everybody in that locker room as well, and no one, they're all saying Lamar will come back when he's ready. And, you, you know, only Lamar Jackson knows when he's ready. Uh, so it is kind of interesting that the first person to speak out against it is Sammy Watkins, who has had more durability issues than maybe anybody in the NFL right now. Um, but I think that's, it, it, there is a frustration level when Lamar Jackson got injured on December the 4th, and the, the Ravens initially said it's going to be week to week. And when you say week to week, you're thinking one to three weeks. And so then there's some reports after three weeks that he's going to be, be able to play, and he's not on the practice field again. I mean, we are now, uh, as far as Lamar watch, we're on day 40 of not having Lamar Jackson out there on the football field. Not that we're counting, of, of course. But still, we're looking out there, and he's not out there. And I think it, it's gone beyond everybody's, kind of expectations of how long he would be out. And I think that there's a frustration level of, you know, when is he coming out? Why doesn't he come out? Lamar Jackson, surprisingly, uh, because no, no one on the team had anticipated this, but Lamar Jackson last night tweeted out that the severity of his injury is grade two, borderline grade three. And when we're talking about grade three PCL uh, sprain, you're basically take, saying it's, it's a torn PCL. And so he's, ta- he's let everybody know that it's much more severe than anyone originally believed. Now, I asked Ravens coach John Harbaugh today about his reaction, and can he comment on whether it is a grade two, borderline grade three sprain, and he said he can't comment on specific injuries or nature of injuries. So did not get really any clarity on that. But as far as Lamar Jackson, what he is putting out there right now is that it's much more severe than anybody really is. It really knows at this point. Talking with ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Baltimore Ravens, Jamison Hensley, joining us here on Canty and Carlin, Courtney Crone and Randy Scott sitting in for the guys. So that lengthy message that that Lamar Jackson did put out on his Twitter feels calculated. I'm wondering from your perspective, is there a reason that he did this now? Because we know what John Harbaugh said, that very lengthy answer last week about, I know that you guys want an update on Lamar Jackson's health and and status and whether he's going to play. We want to know too. Was this Lamar Jackson responding effectively to the team, maybe not supporting him the way that he would like, at least in terms of what they're putting out there publicly. I I actually feel like the timing of it was a little bit where now it's gotten to the playoffs and there might be a portion of the fan base that's like, that has long supported Lamar and saying, Hey, come back when you're ready. But now that it's playoff time, people are saying, well, he needs to be out there. If he, if he, if he's, if he can get out there, he should be out there. And I think maybe from his perspective, some of the support that he had had was turning a little bit. And I think he felt it was time, especially going into the most important part of the NFL season and the, the start of the postseason. I think he wanted to put it out there that, hey, I am injured. I'm injured more than anyone has said so far. Uh, and that's why he is not playing. And I think he was trying to make sure it was clear that, uh, hey, you know what? I know a lot of people think it's contract-related, but he wants a, his message was it's injury-related, and that's why he's not out there. 
know you've outlined uh, Jamison as we've talked about the potential quarterback plan of seeing both quarterbacks, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown. Um, there is something to be said about having to play the same team three times in a season. There is certainly familiarity. It can breed contempt, but it can also breed a game plan when you know you're without Lamar. If you were to uh, predict the way that Coach Harbaugh, whoever might be you know running the offensive meetings here, were try to were to try to attack the Cincinnati Bengals team that so many people feel like has a Super Bowl ceiling in its own right. How do you feel like they could sort of shrink the game, shorten the game, um, attack Cincinnati in in any possible way to try to win this thing? Yeah, run, run, run. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the game plan. And 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 we talked to both running backs today. J.K. Dobbins, who he he got a rest. Uh, he 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 could have mm-hmm. played last week in the finale. They rested him because he's still not at full strength from his from a knee injury that had sidelined him all of last year. We talked to Gus Edwards today. He is clear from concussion protocol. Uh, he got the head injury in, in the final game as well. Mm-hmm. And both of them said they're he- healthy. And as Gus Edwards said, he knows they have to be the engine of this offense. And, yeah, it doesn't really matter, I think, for the Ravens, of really who starts at quarterback because the game plan has to be running the football. They're the second-best running team in the NFL. And if they can, like you said, shorten the game, control the clock, not turn the ball over. They turned the ball over four times in, uh, in that last game uh, against Cincinnati. If they do limit their mistakes, I think they feel confident they can pull off this upset. And the other part of this, this is the Ravens' defense. And twice this year that they've met Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they've kind of held them in check. I mean, this, they've held the, at least the offense to 20 points or fewer. I know the Bengals scored 27 this last game, but one was the defensive touchdown. So in two meetings against them, They've held them to 20 points or fewer. And I think they feel like they have a good read on what the Bengals like to do. So, again, if they can get the running game started and also defensively at least hold them in check, I think they feel like this could be a lot closer game than a lot of people are predicting on Sunday night. They'll certainly have to do more than 110 yards rushing. Good news that J.K. Yeah. Dobbins is what Jameson just said. He'll be coming back this week. They also can't go 19-44 for whoever is throwing the football at the quarterback <laughs> yeah. position. That was Anthony Brown's stat line. 286 yards, two interceptions in the Week 18 loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that Baltimore will be facing on Super Wild Card Weekend. That game, 8.15 p.m. on Sunday night. He is Jameson Hensley joining Courtney Cronin and Randy Scott here on Canty and Carlin. Jameson, thanks for the time. Safe travels to Cincinnati. Thank you so much, Courtney and Randy. You have a great rest of the show. Thank you. All right, that game coming your way on Sunday night, Super Wild Card Weekend. We are just getting started here on Canty and Carlin, which is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Talking to other teams, they're like, I don't know, I just got a feeling that, that the Ravens are now going to move on from Lamar. Like, there's a little a bit of a sentiment there now. Just because it's, it's going to be next to impossible to do a fully guaranteed deal for him, you know, really it probably would have taken a Herculean Super Bowl-type effort by Lamar to get that, you know? Like, the, the team sort of put that in his court and said, okay, well, if you want this, let's, let's see if you can deliver, you know? And now it's not going to be able to be delivered due to injuries. So it's got to come to a head, and it probably will this offseason, but I still expect them to tag him. I'm acknowledging and recognizing the greatness of him, but his durability being the question mark, combined with the money he wants, that you as an organization are obviously hesitant to give him. I would strongly look into what assets I can get for Lamar Jackson, because I could get the house for this brother. 
Moving on from a 26-year-old former MVP quarterback. Say it isn't so, but apparently some believe that that may be the direction the Baltimore Ravens will go following the season after contract negotiations with Lamar Jackson came to a halt prior to the start of the season. And obviously his health being a major factor right now in determining the dollar signs that Lamar Jackson could earn from the Ravens. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott kicking it with you on this football Friday, sitting in for the guys as always presented by Progressive Insurance. So you heard from ESPN Ravens reporter Jamison Hensley moments ago ahead of the Ravens. Sunday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC wildcard round. Just about what's at stake here for Lamar Jackson moving forward. And I asked him about that statement that Jackson put out on his Twitter account, which came, I believe it was yesterday, where he talked about, hey, I've got a grade two PCL sprain, borderline grade three. And Jamison said that this was something that was put out kind of to let fans know, hey, like I am pretty seriously hurt because, you know, people will give you as long of a leash as they want during the regular season. Just come back in time for the playoffs. Well, today, Randy, he was ruled out. So this statement coming out when it did 23 hours ago makes a ton of sense to me from that perspective, but also from the perspective of contract negotiations, which we expect to pick back up here in the near future for Lamar Jackson. Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. The big news earlier in the week, though, that kind of gets buried in all of the will he, won't he play stuff is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens just gave Roquan Smith a five-year, $100 million extension. He's a 3-4 outside linebacker. He was traded to the Ravens from the Chicago Bears right at the deadline. He gets his big deal. So what does that mean for Lamar going forward? Because this does feel like he's headed towards a franchise tag this year. But what you heard from Jeremy Fowler, what you heard from Stephen A. Smith there in the rejoin, is that the school of thought that's out there right now is that maybe the Baltimore Ravens don't actually want Lamar Jackson in the fold beyond next season, that they would use the franchise tag as a leverage tool to tag him and then trade him. I think they want him. I think they want him on their terms. So that that's, that's the, the, the great unknown here. We don't know exactly what Lamar's camp and he is his camp, right? I mean, he has no agent. I know that there's a family uh, element to his representation, but we don't know what he's asking for. And so we don't know how outlandish it might be. Um, we know how bad the Deshaun Watson contract looks right now with all the guaranteed money. We know how bad the Russell uh, Wilson contract looks right now, uh, given how much money he got guaranteed out there. Uh, we've heard that Lamar's asking for a fully guaranteed contract, and if that's the case and the number is north of what Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns, if you're the Ravens, that's a non-starter. So that's when you move on and sign your other foundational pieces to long deals. I, I don't know what the guaranteed money is for Roquan Smith, but I would assume it's at least half of that contract, that $100 million contract. So that there, it's 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 you say all that to couch your own opinion here, my own opinion on it. They would be fools to want to move on from this talent at this position. The most important position 
in football is the quarterback position, and they have someone who can literally do. He is one of one in the NFL right now. He can do something that no one else can. And I say that, and I know sure. that you cover the, the 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 Bears, and I know that you know Justin Fields was on pace to break the single season quarterback rushing record, but Lamar does it in a different way. He's proven already that he is an NFL MVP. And once you do that, when you're this young, you can certainly get back there and do it again if you are healthy. Now, can that style stand up? Baltimore knows that better than anybody. How? What is his uh, shelf life as a quarterback playing the position the way that he's had to play it? I don't know. But they ultimately, this comes down to money. So yes, I think they want him, but they want him at their price. So to franchise tag him and then trade him, I, I wouldn't think there'd be any shortage of suitors. And I don't have a problem with the. Listen, if we were to know somehow be a fly on the wall in these discussions with Lamar and his team, and he says, you know. You know, some choice words for the Ravens. No, I'm not going to risk my future for a team that wouldn't pay me, that doesn't see me as a valuable part of their future. I don't blame him. I, you know, the the, the argument that oh, hey, why would Le, why would uh, Le, Lamar do this and start this season without a contract and now with the playoffs on the line, not try to play through pain? It's for that reason. Your NFL life flashes before you eyes before your eyes when you suffer a knee injury, the likes of which he suffered. So you're going to go through the social media process outline in great detail what you're dealing with and why it's keeping you from the field and then maybe behind closed doors tell Sammy Watkins to go to go you know uh, choice words for for a guy who himself isn't on the field very much I, I don't have a problem with Jackson looking around the AFC and saying we're not Cincinnati we're not Kansas City and we're not Buffalo our ceiling is lower so no I'm not going to mortgage my own NFL future and the financial future of my family to go out there and try to play through this so what to recap, what he apparently turned down prior to the start of the season was a contract that ran all the way through 2027. So I believe that's a five-year deal, if my math is correct on that, the extension here. And it was worth $250 million with 133 in total guarantees. Now, you brought up the point of Deshaun Watson. A lot of quarterbacks were trying to get deals like that, and I think some think that Russell Wilson kind of set the market back there and what he agreed to with the Denver Broncos um, on the cusp of everything with the trade from Seattle to Denver and then signing that extension. And now they're in a spot, like I remember you know, back in October, the NFLPA – you know, filed a grievance with the NFL, believing that owners had colluded to, you know, prevent clubs from offering players fully guaranteed contracts stemming from the contract that Deshaun Watson got from the Browns after he was traded from Houston. And it remains to be seen whether Lamar Jackson would be able to get close to that number, even if things had gone well this season. Like Jeremy Fowler had said there in the cut that you heard, he would have had to have had some sort of, you know, Herculean effort in the postseason and win this team a Super Bowl to get close to that number. And he's not even playing this weekend during the wild card round. We don't know whether it's going to be Anthony Brown or whether it's going to be Tyler Huntley. What we do know is it's not going to be Lamar Jackson. And I think that at this point, it's hard to believe that they're going to let somebody who's 26 years old walk out the building and go somewhere else. We know that when Lamar Jackson is healthy, he can perform at the best of the of, among the best of the best. He was the mm-hmm. 2019 unanimous MVP. But injuries have been a concern here, not just this year, but last year. They missed the postseason last year when Lamar was not able to play throughout most of that stretch of December. 
And this time around, it's been 40 days since we've seen him suit up. I mean, it feels so long ago where the Ravens beat the Bucks on Thursday Night Football and he's holding up the pay him sign that somebody in the crowd had and he grabbed it from him yeah. as he was going to the locker room. Those days feel like a completely different era for Lamar Jackson, who right now you know, is trying to recover from this PCL sprain, hoping that it doesn't have anything to do in terms of affecting his future earnings. But it kind of feels inevitable at this point because these are the warm Warning signs for teams like the Baltimore Ravens, at least that's probably how they view it, too. We don't feel like we can give you the highest paid offer, uh, you know, or higher paid offer than what we gave you initially because of the health concerns that are there. So whether you think it's fair or not, I personally think they'd have a hard time moving on from a 26-year-old quarterback, unanimous MVP, not that many years ago. Yeah. But as you said, Randy, there are plenty of suitors, and there will be plenty of suitors who need a quarterback to fix their own team's issues this offseason. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, getting ready to do some respect it or check it. That's coming up next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Are you ready for an epic wild card Monday? Let's go! Ready for football, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ABC. And you can watch Peyton and Eli's take on the game on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Super wild card weekend coming your way. Three days of football. Seattle, San Francisco, Chargers, Jacksonville tomorrow. Miami at Buffalo. New York at Minnesota. The Giants, that is, not the Jets. Baltimore and Cincinnati. That is the Sunday slate of games, and we round it all out on Monday right here on ESPN. Dallas at Tampa Bay. 
whole lot of games this weekend, six of them in total. We'll keep updating you on the latest storylines going into Super Wildcard Weekend here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He's Randy Scott. I'm Courtney Cronin. We're sitting in for the guys on this football Friday. Now it's time for a little Respect It or Check It. Respect it. Or check it. With Canty and Carlin. All right, we'll bring in our producer, Eric Hanman, to go through a couple storylines of the day, and we'll tell you whether we respect it, meaning we agree with it, or whether we're going to check it, saying, get that out of here. Eric, where are we starting? All right, we're going to start with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers will play in 2023, but not with the Packers. Courtney, respect it or check it? I'm going to check it because... He has 59 million reasons, first and foremost, to play for the Green Bay Packers next season. And we find out today that Packers GM, Brian Gutekunst, says he's not ready to part ways with Aaron Rodgers yet. And this is something that we're dealing with at every at this point of Aaron Rodgers' career, Randy, every stage from now on, he's 39 years old. Mm-hmm. He's going to take time to reflect on it after the season and decide whether he wants to go on and do something else or whether he wants to go back and play football. Again, he's got 59 million reasons, all of them fully guaranteed, to stay playing football in Green Bay next year. I know that the Packers have to decide soon whether they're going to pick up the, th- the fifth-year option on backup quarterback Jordan Love, but that won't affect Aaron Rodgers in the he is playing for Green Bay in 2023. I don't. I see. I like that this is a two-parter, guys. I am also going to check it. I'm going to check it. I'm going to add less of a syllable to that word and just check <laughs> it. I, I look at it and I don't know if he's going to play. I, I can't figure him out. But it's not going to be anywhere else if he does. And it's not only for the salary reason that you outlined, Courtney. No, who wants him? Yeah. Uh, who 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 wants him? And I say this as a Raider fan because, man, uh, Las Vegas has been rumored to be this like retirement home uh, for aging veterans. Anybody, everybody from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers in a reunion with uh, Devontae Adams. But there were games this season where he was the reason the Green Bay Packers lost. Um, he the the this the precipitous decline from a back-to-back NFL MVP to the product that we saw with the season on the line against the Detroit Lions at home. It was farvish for all the wrong reasons. It was it was a real issue. And to see as I God sneeze, bless you. Hey, tried to tried to do for it. For those off, who couldn't see mic. on the screen, like I'm just letting yeah. people behind the fourth wall here. But it was just it, it, there's there's nothing that jumps off the screen in that loss to the Lions and in a handful of Packer losses that makes you think this is the guy that can turn our franchise around. And at that price tag, uh, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm not I'm not saying he's playing, but it, it won't be uh, anywhere but Green Bay. Playing a little Respect It or Check It here on Canty and Carlin. Respect It or Check It is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Eric, what do we got next? All right, Derek Carr will never lead a team to a conference championship game. Ran man, Respect It or Check It. <laughs> Uh, who told you about the family nickname? Um, he's 31. He's plenty of good football ahead of him. I think he does. I think if he's able to pick the right situation, I could see him leading the Jets to a conference championship. Uh, he's never played with a top 10 defense. He's never played with a top 20 defense for an NFL season. It, even the Khalil Mack years, it, it was not uh, a, a defense that could win championships for him. So I could see him doing it, so I am going to check it. 
I'm actually going to respect it because oh. I think, you know, I'm sorry to do this to you as a Raider fan. Derek Carr's best chance to play in an AFC championship game, any championship game, was back during the 2016 season. And had it not been for an ankle injury in, I believe it was week 16 against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, I was covering that game. That's what ended everything for the Raiders, and they end up uh-huh. losing in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. That was his best chance because he's had good offenses since then. And I just don't know that no matter where he goes next, that there's going to be adversities along the way. And there were issues that weren't just all on Josh McDaniels this past year with Derek Carr and the reason for the regression, because you got to think about the fact that he couldn't find Devonte Adams for whatever reason, they give you this incredible chess piece and you don't know how to use them. If you're Derek Carr, what makes me think if he's going to the jets that Garrett Wilson is going to all of a sudden turn Derek Carr around to where he's a quarterback that is going to lead this team in a very, very competitive AFC East a to the top of the conference B to a conference championship in the entire AFC. I I don't see it. I think he will end up in a place where he can win a playoff game or two, but I don't think he will get to the championship round, especially if it's in the AFC, given how loaded that conference is. We have more on this. Can we have more time on this? I want to keep respecting her check it going, but there's, she makes a great point. Courtney, you make a great point about the AFC. Thank there's you. just such a young quarterback logjam. So if he's going to do it, I'm going to quantify this or qualify it. It has to be in the NFC. So you're saying he has to go to Tampa Bay. It has That's to be the NFC. Saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right, Eric, what's next? The Cowboys were a better team with Cooper Rush at quarterback this season than they were with Dak Prescott. Courtney, respect it or check it. They were a different team, so I'm going to go ahead and check this because they were a team that knew how to win games. Their identity in that in that moment, those five weeks where Dak and his thumb injury caused them to turn to Cooper Rush, they won games with their defense. They did enough offensively to survive. I don't think they were a better team then because when Dak came back, they were leading the league in points per game. They were the highest scoring offense, and he was playing some of his best football aside from the interceptions. So strategy-wise, it was it was better from that perspective, but I don't think they were a better football team when Cooper Rush was under center. Because the crazies are going to come out and say, start Cooper Rush in a playoff <laughs> game in bench Dak Prescott, and I'm not here for any of that. I respect it. They were a better team with Cooper Rush, and I, it, but, but they are not a worse team because of Dak Prescott. You need to navigate the gray area here. The team elevated its play around the backup quarterback. You see that time in and time out in the National Football League. There is a boost that you get. We're seeing it with the Niners right now. Is this team better with Brock Purdy than it was with Jimmy Garoppolo? No, but they're playing better because they have to. To a man in that locker room and on that football field, they know they have to play X percent better. They have to make up for the fact that the offense is going to take a hit. The offense, the, the playbook gets cleaved in half when you have a backup quarterback, but people... To uh, quote, you know, Bill Belichick, they do their jobs better. They elevate their own play around a backup quarterback. Was what we saw from Cooper Rush sustainable over 17 games? Absolutely not. But was the team playing better football with him under center than they did when Dak came back? Yes. So I respect this side of it, but understand the nuance involved. The team wasn't playing worse football because of Dak Prescott. All right, got time for one more here on Canty and Carlin, playing a little respect it or check it. Why don't we switch gears and go to a different sport that's Mm -hmm. making some headlines today. Eric, what do we got? Yeah, let's go to the Major League Baseball. The Mets 
will regret the Carlos Correa deal falling through more than Carlos Correa will. Randy, respect it or check it. More than Carlos Correa will is a nice caveat. Uh, I respect it. I think if there's... Man, we were joking that the gif of the physical for Carlos Correa with the Twins is the gif of that of that um, security uh, person, uh, that older gentleman security guy at a sporting event where he's just literally like waving his hands in front of people and waving them forward. Um I, you know, you don't, to, to quote Mark Schlereth, who used to work here, you don't know anybody who used to have a bad back. If you have a bad back, it follows you the rest of your life. So I'm not saying that something's going to get better with time, but I think the good years on this contract with Carlos Correa could absolutely help the Mets, whose window to win a World Series is right now. So, yes, I think the Mets will regret it more than Correa. I'm going to check it. I think that Carlos Correa is going to regret this more than the New York Mets because he just lost out on over $100 million in total earnings because of what this deal is compared to the one he initially agreed to with San Francisco and then agreed to with the New York Mets, like, you know, in the 11th hour in the middle of the night. This is a six-year, $200 million deal with vested options that could increase its value to 270 Does he end up seeing... All of those years. But remember, he was with the Twins last year. He signed a three-year deal worth $105 million or $150 million uh, last year when he mm-hmm. was going in the free agency process. All of those years, though, had opt-outs after that. So smart that he was able to land in a place where clearly the Twins know his medical history. They know the back was an issue with Houston during that COVID season, and they don't have any issues with it. So it's safe. It's a safe move for a team in the uh, you know American League Central that kind of really Really isn't doing anything right now. The Twins are maddening. I used to live in Minneapolis. I would know this. But, you know, for Carlos Correa, those potential earnings that he could have earned, that's going to hurt him a lot more than it's going to hurt Steve Cohen in his bank account down the line for not giving him that big deal during this World Series window for mm-hmm. the New York Mets. Katie and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Coming up next, we will go through some of the landing spots for Derek Carr as he bids adieu to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're listening to ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Derek Carr said goodbye to Raider Nation earlier this week. After playing there his entire career, the writing has been on the wall for quite some time, and with the quarterback change that Vegas made a couple weeks ago, it feels like it's only a matter of time before Derek Carr finds a new home. But where will it be, and when? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Randy Scott, sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Randy, I know you're the Raider fan among us. I covered (laughs) them in 2016, so I remember seeing the very good of Derek Carr early on in his career and know that in his early 30s, he's still got a lot of football left to be played. Mm -hmm. But contract-wise, he's got the no-trade clause. So any sort of trade, he is still under contract here unless the Raiders do cut him in a month or two ahead of free agency. I don't know the specific date offhand, but they can do that and save themselves about $35 million, which feels like the route they'll go unless they feel like they can get something in return for Derek Carr via a trade. So he would have to waive his no-trade clause based on where they would want to send him. And there's a couple of options here. You kind of parse through, hey, who needs a quarterback? Well, Indianapolis comes to mind next year. The Carolina Panthers come to mind. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jets, the Falcons, the Commanders. Randy, the floor is yours. Where is Derek Carr playing next year? Oh, where is he playing? Ah, man. I got to think knowing him and knowing the commitment to his family. And this is a man who uh, has several children, and one of his sons is named Derek. And another of his sons has a middle name, also Derek. So uh, it's an interesting situation. Uh, He's an interesting dude, but he's a family-focused guy. And I say all that to say I think it's on the West Coast if he could dial it up. And I think the NFC provides him a path. Like You you hit 31 years old, uh, you realize your own NFL mortality, and you start ring chasing, for lack of a better word. And I don't don't say that in a negative way. I, I think you have power so rarely as a player. You don't decide who drafts you. Uh, your the start of your career is based on external factors. He's been through the ringer with regard to head coaches and and uh, coordinator changes and things like that. So I think a stable West organization, one that is in the NFC, that provides you know a log uh, uh, frees him of an AFC logjam where Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. Uh, Josh Allen is young and not going anywhere. And Justin Herbert is young and not going anywhere. And Joey, Joe Burrow is is young and not going anywhere. So I look at NFC West, uh, NFC West with a stable coaching staff and talent at the wide receiver position. You tell me if you're the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. do you want Derek Carr or do you want Geno Smith? Ooh. And it's no what, knock. That's not what I thought you would drop on me here on a Friday night. It's, um, it's no knock on Gino. It's it's not. But if you're Derek and you have the option, and this is a champion's problem, truly my 50s are too big for my wallet and my diamond shoes are too tight, but do you look, if you have the option between the Rams and the Seahawks, I think you're going to Seattle. I, I, I truly do, given what's okay. what's there at the wide receiver position and uh, and what's what, an, an opportunity to... 
um, start right away because I think Matthew Stafford still has another year in Los Angeles. So I what do, do you think? Too. I do too. The Seattle one's interesting because I honestly think that they really like Geno Smith. They like what he brought to the table. He found his career resurgence with that offense, and I think that they're in prime position right now to make him their franchise guy for another couple of years. Derek Carr's going to be really pricey. Like, let's not forget, like wherever he goes, he's writing his own script here. So we'll see here. But I do like that Seattle one. They pulled that out of left field. Coming up. <laughs> Next, we'll check back in on Super Wild Card Weekend right here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.